The Carl Perkins Act, which has seen a variety of name changes, was first authorized by the federal government in 1984 with the goal of increasing the quality of academic, career, and technical skills through career and technical education in the United States. I'm Cheney Mosley, and I was a beneficiary of that act. But it wasn't until I was in high school that a teacher really encouraged me to think about future options. And while I've had a fulfilling career over the last 20 or so years, I can't help but wonder how my life might have been different if I had dreamed about my future work before high school. And that's why the Association for Career and Technical Education has developed a podcast series dedicated to middle school career exploration. Over five episodes, we will hear from a variety of practitioners diligently working in the space of middle school career exploration as they share their thoughts and ideas on why and how exploring careers in middle school is important to the development of adolescents. With me today is Nashiba Pritchett, and Nashiba is a licensed professional school counselor at Goodlettsville Middle Prep in Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome, Nashiba. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thanks for joining us today. Nashiba, I wanted to start off asking you if you could tell our listeners what it is that you do as a licensed professional school counselor. So what does your work involve? What does an average day look like for you? What don't I do as a licensed professional counselor? <laughs> <laughs> this is my 12th year as a school counselor, and I've enjoyed every bit of it. Um, my day looks like coming in first thing in the morning. One of the duties that I have that you know you're not typically supposed to do duties, but one of the things that I've taken to turn into a positive aspect is I'm in the cafeteria in the morning. So that's a great place where you can kind of see when kids are coming in, are they in a good mood, are they in a bad mood, what type of day is it going to be. And a lot of times I'll kind of pull kids from there and be like, hey, you look kind of upset this morning at breakfast, what's going on? And a lot of conversations come from that. After that, our population is pretty transient. We have kids coming in and coming out. So typically after breakfast, I have maybe three or four kids waiting for me. Um, trying to with um, enroll in our school and need schedules and need to get tours around our building. Um, from there, it's, it could go absolutely anywhere. On a typical day, I'll see a couple of kids doing some peer mediation. I see students who are um, having issues with classes and they want to change. And they're like, I just want to change because I don't like the teacher. Well, man, Sir, ma'am, that's not really how it works. What's going on? Why don't you like the teacher? And we'll sit down and talk through how they can kind of solve that problem instead of trying to run away every time something like that happens. Um, right now, a large focus that we have is attendance. So I'll have attendance meetings with students, sitting down, speaking with them, talking through why they're absent, which our, our goal is really to avoid them and being truant and from them, you know, getting into further issues by not coming to school. Are you avoiding school because you don't like your courses? Are you avoiding school because you feel that there's some sort of bullying or peer issue going on? 
are you avoiding school just to avoid school because you're not doing well? Then we just kind of need to know where we can channel um, what we need to do to provide support for the kids. Well, it sounds so, like you wear a lot of different hats there at Goodwoodsville, uh, Prep. <laughs> you know, one of the first things you said is uh, you said one of, one of your duties, and then you said, well, we're really not supposed to have duties. But all of our teachers who are listening to this podcast, they are all too familiar with additional duties. So I think we all know what you're talking about when you say that. Right. And, and many of us probably either currently or, or have been assigned a cafeteria duty either in the morning or at lunch before. So mm-hmm. when you were talking about checking, checking with students on how they're doing, it, it sounds like a, a lot of what you're attending to at the very beginning of the school day is, this, is I guess, assessing the social and emotional learning needs of the students before they even get started with their day. Yeah, that makes like a huge difference. There are kids that I've seen come in, no one's done anything to them. They've come in absolutely upset, completely beside themselves, come in pushing, shoving, and like I feel that if I can catch them in that in that mindset right then, talk to them, a lot of times I don't get to see them again through the rest of the day or they're not in trouble or what the little thing that I said, the little nugget of knowledge that I was able to give them um, just kind of make things at least better for that moment. You know, I can't say what will happen tomorrow or the day after that. But in that moment, it made a, it would make a huge difference in how they kind of go throughout their day. Sometimes even a child who I know the day before, they had a horrific day. Or there's some a child who never comes to school. I'd be like, hey, oh, my gosh, love that you're here today. Welcome back. I hope today's a better day than, next, than the next day than how it was yesterday. And that kind of seems to kind of, you know, they kind of get a little pep in their step and kind of go about the way like, man, someone noticed I wasn't here. Someone noticed that yesterday wasn't the greatest and they're actually wishing me a better day today. So even though I know I did mention, you know, we're not supposed to do that, and typically we aren't, but I've just kind of taken it and used it for a positive to kind of make a better impact on the students. Gosh, Nasiba, hearing you talk, I wish I had had you as a school counselor when I was in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, and you talked about that some of the students come in, um, like, already with aggressive behaviors or fighting. And, and what you and I and all of our listeners know is that behaviors such as that are not appropriate in the workplace. And it right. sounds like you're getting at that early on, and, and that's what the focus of our conversation here today mm-hmm. is, is really about middle school career exploration and sort of getting students started down that path of what careers they might be interested in and, and getting them to start thinking about what is appropriate in the world of work. When I finish school and I start you know, down my career path, what appropriate behaviors mm-hmm. do I need to display? So, so I commend you on doing that. Right. You also mentioned that you have a very high transient population. I wonder if you could share with our listeners a little bit more about your school. So I'm wondering, like, what are the, the demographics of the students that you serve there at Goodlitzville Middle Prep? Well, currently we have approximately 616 students in our school. As far as, like, ethnic breakdown, we're looking at approximately 43% African American, 28% Hispanic, 25% um, white and whatever percent is left other, about three or four percent. Um, our economically wow. disadvantaged students, yeah, it's a lot. We have 
um, quite a bit. And our Hispanic population is growing every year. It tends, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's increasing so much so that now we have two full-time EL teachers here at our school, um, which has really helped a lot. One wasn't working. We had to get a half-time one. Now we have full two full-time EL teachers at our school. Um, as far as our economically disadvantaged, we have a, about 43% of students who are economically disadvantaged at our school alone. It sounds like, yeah, you're serving a very diverse population, and that might surprise a lot of listeners. Maybe there are some who have never been to Nashville and don't realize how racially or ethnically diverse the city of Nashville is. Definitely. So it's got me thinking then, going back to the topic of middle school career exploration, as a school counselor, we know you wear a lot of different hats. I'm wondering what role you play in helping students explore careers while they're in middle school. Okay, my particular role, um, it spans. We do a lot of different things. First of all, we really try and encourage, we are a school that, we are a district, and especially at our school, that encourages college and career readiness. Um, At our school, every Thursday, we highlight a particular college from within our city, across the nation. Some schools we even highlighted have been outside of our country. And we talk about these schools and we just kind of, what is it? What's the population at the school? What are some majors that they offer? Just to kind of get them thinking about what college looks like. Throughout our school, if you look in our lobby, there are pennants all around from the different schools within our country. And a lot of kids um, will be like, where is that school? Where is that school? What do they do there? Where is that located? You know? And, you know, I, I'll, I'll encourage them to go and, you know, hey, let's look it up. Um, we haven't, this year we have done um, college week. Um, so we did lots of different activities involving college week, whether it was like on the first day of college week, we want our students to know how many of our staff members have actually graduated from college. Because a lot of them are like, who needs college anyway? Like, that's just their mindset. To them right now, middle school, college seems so far away. But when they see you in a certain light, they're like, oh, wow, you went to college? Wow. Because maybe in their lives, that's not what they've seen. We don't really know the exact, we don't make those assumptions, but that could be a fair assumption to make. So on one of the days of our college week emphasis, we had our staff members where their graduation gown and cap. And I was in the cafeteria that morning, and kids were like, what? Why are you guys wearing that? You know, they were really, like, shocked. And we're like, you know, everyone you see here, for the most part, all of us have gone to college, and this is the career path that we've chosen. We want you guys, you know, to do the same, just kind of show the emphasis of it. And um, during lunch, I was walking somewhere with a student, and then one kid says, you know what? I'm going to wear a cap and gown like that one day. And it kind of took me by surprise because sometimes you don't think of students looking that far into the future, but they're like, I'm going to have one of those one day and be like you to say that I graduated from college. And that was like a uh, really yeah. proud moment for me. That, that was really eye-opening. No, and I and I, I like to hear you say I like to hear you say that because it sounds like as a counselor you're doing a lot of work to, that really gets students thinking about their future selves. And right. what I especially appreciate is is that you said uh, that you wore your your caps and your gowns. That the faculty wore their caps and the gowns, and basically said to the students, 
this is the career path that we've chosen, and we want you okay. to be thinking about the career path you're going to have. And right. for you and your colleagues, and for many of your students, that will be college, which leads into a career. And for some, because we know not all students will go on to, to college, but you're still getting them thinking uh -huh. about post-secondary uh -huh. you know, career exploration. And so I guess I'm wondering, what are some of the activities or the programs that you have at your school that allow students to really dig into the idea that they will have a career someday? And, and so how, what are some of the things that you're doing that get them to begin exploring what that career might be outside of the post-secondary education? Well, we um, are introducing a new, a new platform, um, Cooter, and on this, we, we don't like to say that because the kids start to get a little giggle out of hearing that name. But <laughs> I, I almost giggled myself. <laughs> I, well, hey, that's that's a that's a reality. So in this particular maybe I'm a middle program, schooler at heart. <laughs> aren't we all? Um, yeah. They kind of click on different things that they are interested. Different um, aspects. Um, I like to I like to help people. I like to build things, you know. And they'll click on it, and at the end of this inventory it will give an output basically saying, you know, these are possible career paths that might be interesting to you. I think a lot of times our students, they have in their mind, a lot of our kids, I want to be a barber. I want to be a hairdresser. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a teacher. These are the ones that we hear the, a lot about. And so they don't really realize like, oh, I can be a business owner. Oh, I can be an entrepreneur. Oh, I can be this. I can be that. Like, there's a gamut of careers out there, and this program is really cool because it will give you different options, which will um, help align them to what our different pathways and academies are for high school, which will kind of help them and guide them into things that they like to do, into different career paths that they may not have, they may not have even thought possible or thought about. Gosh, Nashiba, you just said something that that I didn't expect you to say, and, and it and it pleasantly surprised me. And, and I don't know that everyone working in with middle school students thinks about this because often we think about exposing students to college opportunities and getting them to think about the future, and we expose them to careers. What, what I what struck me as interesting is you said the students are completing a career interest inventory. And through that, they're being introduced to n new ideas about careers that they never considered. But then you take it a step further, and you're, you're helping the students understand how they can connect their possible interests to the, to the career and tech ed pathways that they might study in high school? Yes. So that's when we come back from fall break. That is my plan with all the eighth grade students because we have something called um, this school choice coming up towards like in the mid-November or so. And so students, a lot of our kids, they just go, fine. I have high school. I leave from here. I go to my area high school. But there are so many other high schools out there in our district that they, they may offer mechanics. And that is something I'm interested in. But the one in my neighborhood may not. But this other one does. I want to kind of link them to let them know of what's there. We just kind of have I find that sometimes we just kind of arbitrarily, oh, yeah, these schools are there. But if students are not informed about how – they're not informed 
with their decisions, they're really just kind of going along with the motion, which I don't think will really lead them down the the bigger path and looking at the bigger the bigger picture as it relates to what their career is at the end. If you can get into a program now that you can be a CNA at the end of your of your tenure in high school, wow, you know, I'm getting into my career path. But if I don't even know that that is an option out there, I would never think about trying to choose that path. Okay, I have to ask. <laughs> I'm sitting here with a grin on my face because you, you're all tw- you're 12 years. Have you worked in a high school, or has it always been in middle school? I've, ne- I've, it, I've never worked in a high school. It's always no. I did three years as a counselor in elementary school, and okay. the other nine years have been here in middle. Okay, so I've got but... to, so you're a, you're you're an, a counselor who's worked in an elementary. And a middle school, yes. never in a high yes. school. Never in but, a high school. But you are being intentional about helping students make informed decisions for their high schools, so maybe choosing which, which high school they might try to attend for a specific program. Right. And you're, you're, mm-hmm. even, you're even talking to students about earning industry certifications with those aligned career and tech ed programs. Oh, definitely. I okay, mean... okay. So how do you know about this? If you've never worked in a high well, school, how do you know what the high schools offer? I, because I, I was intentional about trying to make our, make our transitional program at my school more than just saying, oh, well, we go to high school and this is that. Well, that, to me, growing up, it was a natural progression. You went to elementary, you went to high school, you went to college. That's just what we did. For some of these kids, I feel like their only way out and their only way in making better decisions with their life is to be intentional. Let's not waste time just kind of going through things arbitrarily. So I've reached out to our high schools and I've reached out to our district office and I was like, hey, can you please let me know what all the other high schools offer? Because I wanted to make sure that I tailored it to our kids because I just find that our kids are just going to this next school that's in our area because we're going to, because that's what happens next. Not that anything's wrong with that school. That school has great offerings, but they don't offer everything that every child might want to be exposed to. So I well, just the information because I think that it needs to happen. And I, if, if someone else who, if I'm not intentional about it, their parents might not be seeking that knowledge because they too are under the same impression that high school kind of looks a little different than when I was in high school and when you were in high school or when their parents were in high school. It high looks a lot different school. than when I was in high school. <laughs> right. It's just high school. High school back then was just high school. You went to the school that was in your area, and you you did these credits, and you graduated, or you didn't. I don't know. Depends on whatever track you were on. That was just so what the, happened. So the students in your district, they can choose to attend a high school um, that's different from the one that they might be zoned to attend? Yes. Okay. They can choose and a I, high school that is different based off of um, every school has different, a variety of academies. Some schools have the same academies. Others may offer something different. There's a okay. school that offers aviation or mechanics and others that may offer cosmetology, but at least they can kind of get an idea of what careers look like in that, in that, um, in that field by attending incre- and going yeah. through their programming. And I know that's not that's that's not an option that every district or every school system has set up. So right. uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's encouraging to hear that that Nashville has created that type of environment for the students. So here's what I want to know: 
you're doing a lot. Gosh, actually, I would say it sounds like you're going above and beyond what you have to do. So I'm wondering, where, is, where do you get your ideas for helping these students think about and exploring career possibilities? Like where, do you, where, do you, where, do, where do Nashiba's ideas come from? <laughs> um, sometimes my ideas come from, um, I'm pretty active at my church and my youth, and I have friends who have, you know, teenage kids, and I just hear the different things that they, their different needs and and opportunities that they wish their children had or questions that their children have. Um, at my child school, I am I'm actually the PTA president. Don't ask how, when, all of this happens, but I am. So there's a lot <laughs> of different places that um, uh, I just feel like there's a need. So um, I just kind of make some things I make up, some things I pull pieces off the internet. There's a game that I made up that's similar to life, the game of life, where I've done this with fifth grade through on. Um, I made up a game where in each baggie there are there are there's an amount of money that they've been allocated depending on their on their career choice. Um, they have a budget that they have to do for the month. And they have to kind of allocate it. So I'll have like cards up that say you can have a bus pass right up to a Mercedes. You can live um, in a shack right up to an eight-bedroom mansion. And depending on what your career choice is, you'll have to make budgetary choices for the week. And the kids love it. It's so crazy to see how they um, how they react to it. Because I will just randomly have them group up, and I'll give each group a package. So you can be someone who um, you didn't. And on there it says how much school is in, how much schooling is needed. You can be a doctor and be making a hundred. You're making ten thousand um, dollars a month, or you can be a cross a crossing guard, haven't finished college and you're making $1,500 a month. So based off of what your, what your monthly allocation is, depends on how you're living. And to hear the conversations from the students after, that really motivates them to be like, man, I need to pull my life together. I need to be getting better grades because I don't want to make $1,500 a month. I want to yeah, live in a really big house. Like they don't. I don't think so. That to me helps them make that connection. They yeah, don't make that it sounds connection. like. Say, no, it sounds I have like you. I have money. That's not. How it it sounds like you're really <laughs> able to through that. You're really able to get it. Maybe some of the misconceptions that middle school students might have about oh, what absolutely. happens after after high school. Yeah. And, and what I like about that is, you're you're hitting you're hitting like, getting those students ready for college if that's what they choose. You're getting them ready for careers, and you're also paying attention to that other piece that so many of us often forget, you're getting them ready for life, which is yeah. which is extremely important. So you said um, that you have friends with, with teenage kids, and sometimes they ask you questions. They say, I wish my kid had this or I wish my kid had that. Mm-hmm. But because you're in the space of middle school counseling and because you mm-hmm. are working with students and getting them to think about possible careers – You've probably had someone at some point, maybe a parent, maybe a friend, maybe someone in the PTA at at your son's school. You've probably had someone at some point 
say, hey, Nashiba, middle school is way too early for students to be thinking about a career. This is when they need to be enjoying their life and making friends. So don't put that emphasis in middle school. How do you respond to that? Oh, please. I think this is a perfect time. I think we should start. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. I really do feel that this starts even before middle school. I say elementary, just kind of exposing them to different things, whether it's different sports. You have to kind of, because by middle school, a lot of them are starting to form bad habits where it comes to grades, where it comes to attendance. And I tell our students, this morning I had a conference with a parent, letting them know, look, these habits with a, with your child's attendance are going to put you in a bad place where your child might, your child is going to continue to not want to come to school. They might end up living at home with you. They're, they're living at home with you and because they're forming bad habits. Oh, I feel this way. I don't need to come to school. Oh, my grades are bad. It's not a big deal. And I try to let them know employers are not looking for people with S and D. Because that says to them that you are not dedicated to to the cause. You why would I want an employee right. who's making D's and F's? You're not serious about this. I want someone who's dedicated, someone who's serious. And for some of our students, I'll give you an example. Um, maybe a week and a half ago, we had a speaker come to our school and a student who I find to be incredibly sharp. She is bright but she's had a rough go of life with just family situations. But she is still persevering and doing amazing. She raised her hand and asked a question and says, but what if, what if you can't go to college? And that bothered me. I'm like, what? You're definitely yeah. someone who needs to go to college for whatever reason. So um, the next day, I pulled her to my office and I asked her, I said, hey, what's going on? We just talked for a little bit. I said, what? What, what makes you, are you not considering college? And she said, I am, but because of her, she goes, what if we can't afford to go to college? I just want to know that I have other options. Of course, I told there's other options, and I said, but the things going on in your life, college and keep pushing is your way out of all of this. You know, and she sat down in my office. She said, well, I didn't know that you cared this much. And she she, she just cries, and, you know, that's what I think. She goes, I think that this is how this is how I, I move forward is to to continue to do well. And, and I just encourage her that this is what we need to do. We sat down and talked about FAFSA. We sat down and talked about Tennessee Promise and different ways she can get free money. Because she was a foster child, I said, there's money out there for you. Don't ever she think had that no there's idea. not an option. She had no clue. So for a lot of kids, just kind of letting them know that, look, I have to continue on this path. I have to continue on on, on in this direction um, to do well in school, to keep my grades up, to temper my behavior, to keep my attendance in a particular mm -hmm. fashion that will keep me um, competitive so I can go on to the next step. A lot of them don't realize that every step builds on another and the habits you create now well, I won't say it will ultimately um, follow you because you don't want to know what my grades look like in undergrad. I was looking through them the other night. Not that you Me can't neither. Break out of them. <laughs> Not that you can't break out of that mold, but the All things right. you do now definitely um, assist in how things are in the future. So the better that we are now at building that capacity in our students, 
you know, the better outcome I think we'll have in the end. Gosh, you know, what you said makes so much sense that, that we're in middle school. And what grades does your school serve, by the way, in middle school? Is it just Six, seventh and eighth? And eighth. No, this is five to seven and eight. I talked to oh, wow. all grades, the kids about this. Oh, grades five grade. through eight. But you, but mm -hmm. but I'm I'm thinking about my my own self in middle school, and you're right. I I probably developed some bad habits that I that I probably still are fight with, and, and they Absolutely. formed in middle schools. So that that makes perfect sense of why we should start thinking about careers in middle school. And you also hit on something that I'd not thought about before, which middle school is also the right time to start getting parents to thinking about their child's future careers as well. So oh, I like yeah. how you put that together. So. Here's what I'm going to say based on everything you've talked about. I'm really impressed, and I bet you are an incredible <laughs> school counselor. But Thank you. what profession, if, if you, if you oh had an opportunity to go back or dream job or something that, you know, like when, when you're falling asleep at night, you think, hmm, I might try this. Other than being a, a school counselor, what profession would you like to attempt? Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, this is see, this is where we get to know the real Nasheba. Oh boy, I I really, you know, if you had asked me a couple of years back, I would say, you know, I always wanted to be a lawyer. I'm pretty argumentative and want to prove my point, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. At this point, my goal is to continue on to be a school leader. Um, of course, my short term goal is to be an assistant principal, and my long term goal is to be. A principal in a school because I, I really think that being in that on that level of of leadership, there are things and uh, that you can implement that others may not. I don't have the power to do that right now. Is what I'm saying. I can do right. all that I, I can as a school counselor, but as an administrator, you are there and you are a driving force in the direction that your school goes in. Um, you are the one who's helping to set the climate at your school. You are the one to help, you know, motivate the teachers and motivate the students in a particular direction. And I want to be part of that, of that movement, of that change um, in a school. So that is my next career move when I, when I'm no longer welcome in the in the counseling professional profession. Well, I. I I could be wrong, but I, th I I doubt that you will ever not be welcome in the counseling profession, but it, it sounds like if, if those are your goals, it sounds like you're well on your way to accomplishing your goals, and I want to congratulate you for everything that you that you are accomplishing with your students. The, the two biggest points from our conversation that I want to call out is one, intentionality. From your perspective, you have mm -hmm. to be intentional about helping students. Oh, definitely. And I think you've modeled this for us. You also have to be intentional about learning yourself so that you can help the students prepare not only for oh, college yeah. and career, but also for high school. And I think that the second big point that I got from you was that career exploration in middle school has to be something that adults in the schools plan for because it doesn't happen on its own. Right. Well, Nashiba, thank you for being with us today. Everyone, our guest today was Nashiba Pritchett. She is a licensed professional school counselor at Goodlettsville Middle Prep in Nashville, Tennessee. Nashiba, thanks so much for your time, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. <laughs>